Hello everyone and we are live and welcome to episode 10 of the Fitness Business Growth Podcast. As always, I'm here with Mitch. Today, we're talking about our two bold predictions for fitness business owners in 2023. Welcome to the Fitness Business Growth Podcast, a podcast run by gym owners for gym owners. My name is Mitch, and along with Jamie, we are your hosts, and we will be discussing all the important things that you need to run a successful fitness business. From marketing, to lead generation, to sales, to retention, to staff, and much, much more. So if you are a fitness business owner, then this is for you. We hope you enjoy the following episode, and we will speak with you soon. And we're back, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Never get sick and tired of that intro. Yeah, I know. But today, mate, I think we want to keep this episode short and concise because we know fitness business owners are very busy this time of year. But, mate, let's have a week one recap. What happened in our world last week in the gyms? We had a really good week. It was uh, probably our biggest week since our six-week challenge that we had in the middle of last year. Uh 17 new pay trials, I think. I could be wrong there, or, or yeah. around about that. Um, yeah, lots of leads, lots of phone calls, high conversion, a lot of people who starting this week, and it's been, yeah, really, really positive start of the year. Yeah, that's good. And I think it started from a lot of planning in December last year, having everything ready to rock and roll. January, I think it was three. There's, all, there's obviously an ongoing joke in Australia that no one goes back to Australia Day. And I hope all fitness business owners that have that thought are back to work this week, if possible, obviously. Mate, I want to quickly cover something that happened yesterday and I posted about it and I was shocked and appalled and I still can't believe it. And coaching a lot of fitness business owners all over Australia, I see lots of ad accounts and I just cannot believe the state of these things. As in, I took over this ad account. Obviously, I'm not going to name and shame, but if you're a fitness business owner, you have seen this marketing agent's ads. I opted into an account, took it over, and just everything was wrong. And I mean like A to Z, everything was wrong. And this poor gym owner, really, really good bloke, wants to run a successful gym. He was paying 100 bucks a lead, and he spent $900 for two leads. So some of it was going towards website traffic, with no call to action, some was a horrible lead form, and the offer itself, get this, $2 for two days. <laughs> WTF. Yeah. I mean, we're not bad-mouthing anyone, but, yeah, it just seemed like it was way off the mark. So I guess to keep, to keep it short, I'm glad he reached out and glad that he's, you know, got some good help now. Yeah. Well, I think like just back to like being a fitness business owner, I think sometimes we can take for granted just how much pain a member can be in or how much their goals mean to them. And when they join your gym to, to make that change, to change their life, do not take it for granted. Like you are their one hope to make, to make a positive change in 2023. And the same goes for business coaches. Like, like when they put the trust in you, like what an honor it is for us to be trusted to work inside other fitness business owners' facilities and, and run their ads. Like, it's, it's a massive responsibility and one that I will never, ever take take for granted and don't take lightly. Yeah, it's the reason why every trainer, 
gym owner, you know, everyone, fitness professional gets into this line of work because they want to help people. Obviously, with that, they want to help them with their health and, and sort of improve that aspect of their life. And we are still very much in that world, but now obviously transitioning into helping people professionally. But it just has such a, it's for us, we know how much it has helped us over the years and we've made changes to our business that have, you know, increased sales, increased revenue, increased, um, I guess, the amount of freedom we have. And, and that's something that we are really passionate about and wanting to help others with. And, you know, like your example just then, being able to help, uh, you know, a lonely gym owner who, who is sort of running their own their own show by the sounds of it, you know, helping them get some more trials through, some cheaper leads and more memberships. It really does make such a huge difference for their business and something, yeah, like you said, it's, a, it's an honour to be able to help people with it because we know it is the, you know, what they probably live and breathe and to be able to give up some of that to, uh, to someone else like us, it's, it's something that we don't take lightly. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, let's get into today's episode. I feel like every podcast on planet Earth, every YouTube channel, they're doing their bold predictions of 2023. Now, mate, I'm not sure if these are going to be bold predictions, but they are predictions with that. So, mate, we've got two. We're only going to go one each. We could go 10 each, but we don't want to keep you guys for half an hour. So, Mitch, without further ado, what is your bold prediction for 2023? So, my bold prediction is that the size of group training is going to get smaller so over the last well it's really been since crossfit has started i mean depending on who you talk to that they will probably came across that 2010 give or take but even obviously in the mid 2010s it became more popular which was around about the same time that f45 started to take off sort of middle of the 2010s or 2015-ish, depending on what part of the world and what, what city you're in. And then there's been all sort of knockoff companies that are very similar in terms of let's get as many people into this room as, as possible and, you know, do some hot, sweaty activity. So like the, the group for that, I mean, I know it's dependent on site location, but a lot of those F45s and CrossFits and things, they can be 20, 25, 30, 35 people. Uh, I do know for sure that there are CrossFit gyms near us that have a cap of 36 people. They've got 18 pairs and 18 stations, and that's sort of like a revolving thing. Um, so I feel like that now, 2023, with everything that's happened the last few years with restrictions and and everything like that, People are starting to, I feel like, want something a little bit smaller. I feel like uh, people aren't wanting to be in larger groups as much from, from I mean, obviously the last few years from a safety standpoint. Uh, but also I think so many people have tried and failed with some of these bigger companies and these bigger groups. So you've got F45, you've got BFT, you've got FitStop, um, depending on what part of Australia you're in, that there's other companies that are similar. We've got Airlocker here in, in Newcastle and New South Wales. So there are a lot and they are all, they're all large group training. And I just feel like there is going to be a bit more of a shift and I feel like there already probably has been one, but a shift towards smaller group stuff, whether it is semi-private or, or smaller 6, 8, 10, 12 people groups. Uh, and this might seem a little bit biased because it's what we do. But I just really feel like that there is going to be a bit of a change up in the industry going from let's get as many people into this this room, this square footage, as many as possible, 
to really tailoring that back and maybe having half or a third or a quarter of those people charging them more, giving them more personalized attention and really getting them a great result, making them a really great member. It's funny, mate, because everything you say, my, my brain automatically goes to marketing and sales. And it goes back to our last episode of pricing. Well, let's say that you do have a small group. You can actually charge more. You need less leads, less members, less equipment. If you can dial back your session size, increase the prices, not only will the members get a better result, but more often than not, you'll have more profit in your business. And I know personally, and I'm sure you do too, when I jump on a sales call, occasionally, like, what makes you guys different from F45? Oh, we offer small group personal training. And if I had a dollar for every time I said small group personal training as opposed to group fitness, I'd be a rich man. Yeah, I, I like to sort of say it's personal training in a small group environment. But yeah, obviously all of those other things that, that carry on from, from having the smaller group because it's one thing to you know just comply with what a consumer wants, but if it doesn't make sense in, in the essence of what a business is, like you can't have small group training and charge people $20 a week like you would at a 24-7 gym. So obviously there needs to be some changes around that. But just feel like that the market is starting to, to change a little bit. And I know I don't want to sort of tie in with what your prediction is going to be, but really just feel like that it, at that higher price point, you are going to get people that are more serious trainers or care more about their health, have the financial means to be able to do it. And when people pay more, they just, they're going to be better members. They're going to be more attentive to everything you say and everything that you're trying to help them with. You have more of a personalized relationship with them. It's not just a commodity where you've got, you know, hundreds of people in your, in your, in your program that you see every day. And I just think that almost like the larger group that's ran its course a little bit and like anything, there are cycles in, in, in business and in industries and I just feel like we are getting towards the end of that large group training cycle and as it would have it, it's going to come back to, to the smaller group training in my opinion. Well, back, back to sales and marketing and all that having more members, I cannot tell you how helpful it is when you have a small group of eight to 10 people in a session. You have the same 10 people at 6 a.m., 6.45, 7.30, whenever you run your sessions. Those members do the retention for you. They had such a strong bond. But when you've got 25 coming in, 25 coming out, I remember, I'm sure you've heard the term, mate, on a, on a sales call or a consultation, I'm a Les Mills junkie or a Les Mills ex-junkie, and there's F45 junkies, or there's FitStop junkies, or BFT junkies, or F40, uh, sorry, um, body fit junkies. And they just jump around to these large group, these large group fitness facilities. And I'm sure you've experienced it too, mate, when like, if we were running a large group fitness facility, we're charging 50 a week, doing the same as everything else, I couldn't honestly say why we're different. No, exactly. And that's where... You know, we have people who inquire who have been a member, you know, other places that are cheaper and they don't get started with us because we are $15, $20, $25 a week more and they're purely just basing it off price. They, they don't care if there's 25 people in a room. All they're looking at is what that weekly membership rate is and that's that's pretty much all there is to it. But there is such there is still such a huge portion of people who actually do value smaller groups. They feel like they're 
more comfortable in a smaller group. They like the familiarity, like what you said, of seeing the same people, you know, each day or a few times a week, you know, with small facilities means less coaches. So you're not getting a different coach and a different trainer every day. So you're building and more rapport and having a better relationship with, with your trainer and the person who's taking you through the sessions. And just feel like, especially for the people that we target, so people sort of in their 40s and 50s and beyond, they actually need that personalized help. Like they actually yeah. need alternatives and modifications and adjustments to the workout and exercise selection. They can't do higher impact stuff. They can't do the stuff that some other people can. So they need that personalized approach to it, which is only possible to be done well in a smaller group. And while we say small group training and we're proud of it is because if we have a, a workout program like our what, our workout of the day, and a member has a knee injury, if it's in that small group, it's very easy to make that change. And like my partner goes to a CrossFit gym. I've got nothing against CrossFit. I think it's good for people in their 20s. But my girlfriend won't go on Mondays because they do overhead squats and she hasn't got the mobility to do overhead squats. And if she came to our gym and she couldn't do something, because it is a small group of, of eight, eight to ten people, I could give her a variation to that overhead squat, box squat, back squat, front squat, sumo squat, zercher squat, whatever the case may be. But you just cannot get that different, you cannot get that in that large group environment. And people just feel like another number in the gym. Yeah. And last thing, I think a lot of places claim that they'll modify and adapt, but when you've got one trainer in, in a large group, it's it's near impossible. And it's not the trainer's fault. Like they've got 25 people in front of them and they're trying to make modifications for seven people as the session starts. Like it's, it is impossible. So it all comes back to what what's a reasonable size and, and what can you actually personalise and individualise and, and it all comes back to the amount of people you have. And I, I just feel like there's been so many people, at least in, in Australia, the, the, the eastern side of Australia, that would have done the different group fitness gyms and sort of been through a few different few different types of them. And they are all just really somewhat similar with small variations and just feel like that the market is going to change and it's going to – it can't get bigger. We're not going to go to 50-person sessions. So yeah. the obvious, the obvious uh, conclusion from that would be that they are going to make it smaller but still have smaller groups, sort of semi-private or – you know, and I'm going, to throw in a quick sales tip. I'm going to throw in a quick sales tip here. Last year, I sold $1.4 million in membership, so I think I'm very qualified to speak on this topic. If you struggle at selling or you struggle at differentiating your service from someone else's, and it is small group personal training, you can make modifications in the session. If you're in a consultation and, and they have no idea what you charge, they've got no reference for a price, you'd say, okay, so... Typically, a one-on-one -on -one personal training session costs between $60 and $80 per hour, sometimes even $100. For you to get the best possible results over the 28 days, I need to see you three times a week. So typically, with one-on-one -on -one training, it's about $300 a week. What we offer is small group personal training, the same training in the gym, but the one-on-one -on -one support outside of the gym at a fraction of the price, and it's only $80 a week. I anchored one-on-one -on -one PT so high offered small group training at 80, and she thinks that's a deal. So if you offer that small group component, then I do believe you can charge higher prices because you can actually differentiate from personal training to F45. Yeah, and last thing on it before I get to your prediction, I think it's really important with that exact example that 
Some people will have done personal training and understand that without having to say anything, but the vast majority probably haven't. So mm -hmm. just taking that 20 or 30 seconds to explain the different pricing so they get a, a really quick indicator of why it is we charge what we charge and, and via comparison of personal training, you, you are still getting very, very good value for your money. So Okay. But, so uh, Mitch's, Mitch's bold prediction, groups are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and I could not agree more. Mate, my bold prediction, I'm going to be the bearer of bad news and I don't want to be this guy, I don't want to be fear-mongering, but I think gym owners are in for a really tough year. What makes you say like that? Like a really challenging year. Well, the last two years, particularly, uh, say so we'll go back from 20, 2020, 21 and 22. So March 23, country was locked down. Gyms reopened in June. There's so much excitement around it. The first time in the history of the world, people couldn't go to the gym. Quite often, it makes people want to go to the gym. And then from there, we had that great September people in 2020. We had the new year. All of a sudden, winter comes. We're in lockdown again, August 21. We come out October. Once again, the excitement is back. Our gym has never grown faster than coming out of lockdown. 2022, we enter the new year. The excitement is still there. It's the first time in a while we've had a full calendar year of sessions running, the gym being open, and basically being back to business, back to normal. I do feel the excitement's worn off. I think the economy is shrinking. I think the R word recession is a real thing. I think inflation is a real thing. I think when you have a premium service charging 250 to 300 a month, and my mortgage personally has gone up 600 a month, I think that all plays a key role in gym owners getting smashed with cancellations this year and leads and the cost to acquire a customer going up. What, what do you think, mate? Very, very hard to argue with that. But, no, I I am a realist at heart uh, and I, we, you know, we've been talking about this for, for a little while, but your timeline was, you know, spot on. And we haven't had a, a proper year of business since 2019 because even last year, like it's very easy to forget that for the beginning of last year and for most of last year there was still isolation periods and people wearing masks and not being able to travel and, and things like that. So there was all these things that were still sort of at the back end of. And now in 2023, obviously and thankfully, all, all of those things are, are behind us, but it's really just business as normal now. There, there's no way to elicit excitement. Obviously, the, the state of the economy is isn't great and feel like that that's going to, to continue for, for the remainder of 2023. And it's just going to be a really harsh reality check, I think, for, for a lot of, you know, small business owners, fitness business owners, especially for, for those that are charging premium pricing. And by premium, I mean anything more than 20 bucks a week. In, you know, anything above that is, you know, is, is considered, you know, well, higher than Yeah, that. it's considered premium in the consumer's mind because they don't know any better. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean, yeah. So, like, anything above that. And unfortunately, there are a lot of, people who will be looking at that budget of theirs, they get the interest rate hike, they, they know inflation's a thing, and then they think, well, how am I going to hold on to some of this money? And they look at that direct debit that they haven't been using, and it's a pretty easy decision to what they want to do with it. So, mate, let's cheer everyone up listening. The good news is 
is in the worst economies, the best business owners survive and sometimes thrive. So that, that statement is going to be a tough year in 2023 for gym owners. It's going to be a tough year for some gym owners. It does not mean to be a tough year for you. If cancellations are increasing, it comes back to one simple thing. You need to learn to consistently acquire new customers when you want them on autopilot. And what I mean by autopilot is have a consistent lead generation mechanism. More often than not, Facebook ads, referrals, and they are the two main ones that you need to focus on. You need to dial in on your numbers. You need to become an excellent salesperson. I guess one of the biggest things and what we're, I guess, telling our staff at the moment about, Mitch, is about efficiencies and opportunity. You cannot waste leads. You cannot lose members. You cannot reply to that email. When the economy gets tough, you need to be at the top of your game. And if you're not, you are going to be in a world of trouble. I mentioned this a few episodes ago. Three gyms in our area have closed in the last month. And all those organic gurus out there, one of them had 175,000 followers. Legit, 175,000 followers. It's, if you're not, um, not acquire customers profitably, if you cannot retain members, if you don't run community events, if you don't do every single thing you know you should, look out. And I think just to sort of go sideways of, from what you've just said there, the good uh, the good owners will thrive, I, I agree, and this is a very, very uh, pessimistic look, but the bad ones are just going to go out of business, like they are. Like, like that if, if they're already struggling and then give them another 12 months of struggle, they're just not going to be around anymore. And that can sometimes almost be, you know, seen as a positive for, for the good gym owners because if you've got less competitors in your market, I mean, obviously, that's better news for you. So yeah. I, I think that it is going to, I agree, I think it's going to be a very challenging year. I think even for good business owners, you're going to really have to put your head down and tail up. I think, I think advertising and marketing is more important than ever because as good as, you know, we feel like that we and, and other people retain members and have connection with your members, there are just going to be times where people unfortunately can't afford the membership anymore it's either that or the mortgage and you know you're a bold person to to try to convince someone that the gym's more important than your family and your mortgage but for it's one of my least favorite things that i hear business coaches say is never lose a customer again that is complete and utter nonsense we had a member the other day really 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 sad was at a christmas party dancing with our members in december he got diagnosed with cancer a week ago. It's not the first time it's happened. People get pregnant. People move away. We had a member about a month ago literally lose their job. The thought of never losing a customer ever again does not exist. It is something someone will say that sounds great. And I, I like that framework. Like if you never could, if, if you wanted to never lose a customer ever again, what would you do to retain your members? And you should absolutely do that. But you are going to lose members. Yeah, so I, I think, like I said, marketing, sales, m more important than ever. And I think if you look around your your local market and you look around, you know, the gyms within five or ten kilometres in your area, I'll, I'm not a betting man, but I would bet that they're not all there at the end of the year. So we've already seen some around us go out of business, 
and, and sometimes it's for personal reasons. Other times it's they just get to the end of their lease and they just don't have it in them to keep going. And obviously that's quite often you know, relative to the financial success of their business. So I think it's a real opportunity for the good owners to, to thrive and to perhaps even gain a little bit more, more market share because there will be perhaps a little bit less due to the competition shrinking. But also for those that maybe aren't quite at that point, you know, it, it is time to, to make some changes, get a reliable acquisition marketing channel and, and continue to, to provide a real... Oh, sorry, man, I think you've cut out. One second, guys. Can you hear me, mate? Sorry, my fault. Yeah. We're good. We missed yep. the last few seconds, mate. I was just saying, it for, for the good owners, it's going to be a really good opportunity to to get some of the market share due to you know other gyms shutting down and other trainers moving on. For those that maybe aren't quite at that stage of being you know good successful owners, you need to really put in a lot of work, get a reliable acquisition marketing channel, continue to provide a good service, but you always need new people coming through the door. Because unfortunately, there are going to be some of your best members who move on due to financial reasons, in my opinion. And if you combine our two predictions, session sizes get smaller and, and it's going to be harder to, to attract and retain more members. Smaller sessions, higher prices, I do believe is the future of the fitness industry. And mate, I think that's a really, really good place to wrap it up. Yep, I agree. Thank you for listening, everyone. Talk to you guys next time. All right, guys. Bye.